Welcome to Luther's Brew Brothers with Pastor Pat and Layman Dave, and we are talking about Advent. We are in this season. Advent, it's uh, it's a oftentimes misunderstood and underappreciated holiday. So we have to give it a nod. I mean, right. well, we're we're supposed to be celebrating Christmas as far as the world is concerned, Since but no. July. We're we're celebrating Advent, and we're not going to celebrate Christmas until Christmas. Well, we have to put some time into some preparations. The King is coming, so you got to clean yeah. house. That's right. <laughs> got to clear out those cobwebs. Yeah, it's called repentance. Yeah, get rid of that sin. And what color? Uh, what clean. color? Purple, uh, purple or blue in your church pyramids? Ah, uh, I they're purple. Okay, it, it's it's. You could go either way. Uh, there was a time where, where uh, it was pretty universally purple because Lent mm-hmm. and Advent. In fact, Advent was called kind of a, a, a mini Lent. Uh, but then there's uh, the the churches for some time. I've I've been seeing blue, and this it's the same idea. It's a penitential color. Uh, uh, royal blue, purple is certainly a royal color too. I had an interesting uh, explanation or way of talking about it. Maybe my art background is okay. Blue is the penitential season for Christ's birth. But then Lent leading up to Christ's death, if you add red, the color of blood, mm-hmm. red to blue, it becomes purple. Yeah, so I don't know. There I don't you know. go. I like that. I don't know that's, if anybody that's... really intended that or if that's just yeah. something. But. Well, so, you know, if I was thinking about it, if Elvis was a Lutheran, he wouldn't have sang Blue Christmas. He would have sang Blue Advent. Blue Advent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That would be the thing. Hey, what are you drinking, brother? I am drinking Lucy Juicy from Solus Brewing in here in Virginia. Lucy they're Juicy. A local, they're a local uh, brewer, and it is an imperial IPA, so it's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty good on the alcohol level, and it's got notes of pineapple and grapefruit. Oh, wow. Hey, that sounds good. Kind of festive. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm, going with, um, I'm going with Anchor Steam's. Christmas ale, and I purposely looked for a Christmas Advent brew. ale. Exactly. Advent ale? Well, I'm, am I create? Am I, you know, committing? I couldn't some find card- one. <laughs> well, am I committing some cardinal sin here now because I'm drinking Christmas ale and it's Advent? So I thought that would be my angle because that—that's what we want to talk about a little bit today. Is you know this this hastening through Advent to the, the main event, this great high feast of our Lord's incarnation, the nativity of Christ, his birth, mm-hmm, baby mm-hmm. Jesus in the manger. We all get that. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, we do sometimes a disservice to the true meaning of Christmas when we rush to it and then we focus on all the sentimental aspect of it. You know, the the Kodak mammoth, the kids Christmas morning opening their packages around the tree yeah. and the cookies and you know all the stuff that, that goes classic uh, YouTube video Nintendo 64 Nintendo yeah. 64 <laughs> yeah as if that's the whole point of it so I like I, I mean let me back up a little bit and just say uh, uh, I remember at seminary Professor Roining I had him for Lutheran worship most of us did at Fort Wayne and uh, he just drilled this into us let Advent be Advent. Yep. Just, I mean, no, no Christmas carols during Advent. God forbid a Christmas tree or ornaments or poinsettias. I mean, it's almost like 
the reversal on the Grinch who stole Christmas. It's like, <laughs> like remove everything from the walls. Don't deck those halls with boughs of holly right now. Save and it for no, the 12 days. <laughs> exactly. That's it. It starts with Christmas, the 25th, and through Epiphany, January 6th. But the way the world has celebrated it now for so long, and much of it's commercially driven because yep. it's about shopping and buying presents, yeah. it's like, by the time it's Christmas, we are so burned out on Christmas. We want to put our stuff away and be on to the next holiday. Right. I think this is our third uh, time talking about Advent slash Christmas. And I think we're beating a dead horse here. But it seemed, doesn't it seem like uh, I saw Christmas decorations at Home Depot out with Halloween. Wow. Yeah. It, it, this was the first time I've ever seen them both out at the same time. I saw it before that. We saw them here in September. That's nuts. They were already selling Christmas items for decorations and stuff. Um, even even in, in um, Hobby Lobby, which is a Christian, I mean, God bless them, they close on Sundays, a Christian uh, uh, outfit. They, they were even putting stuff out. And it's like, I guess if you're... If you own a business and you want to, you know, make a living, you got to do that kind of stuff. But in the church, brother, in the church, let's try to let Advent be Advent and rein it in a little bit. All of these celebrations, too, that that's always been kind of my pet peeve. Yeah. We've always got to squeeze in the church stuff, you know, uh, weeks ahead of Christmas so that Christmas is reserved for what really matters to us our family, and we gather again for that little sentimental moment. All and the I'm presents. Thinking, why wouldn't the family event be that we gather in the house of the Lord, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? You can even expand it to Christmas midnight and Christmas dawn. I'll be honest. I've only done Christmas midnight a few times, and it really wasn't well attended. Christmas dawn I've never really done as a separate mm. service. It has its own readings and stuff. But the idea that the celebration is at hand we are not necessarily quite in the midst of it. And I know it makes us out of place with the right. world, but that's the point. Are we, are are we out of place. Are we supposed to celebrate Christmas yet? Or are we supposed to prepare for it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Advent means coming. Yes. And we were talking about, uh, before we went, went live here, about the different coming of the Lord. It's threefold. We got Jesus who came in Bethlehem, Jesus who comes at the end of time, but also, I think more and more I'm focused on just reminding people, Jesus who comes to us in word and sacrament, who's mm. present with his people now, he, that's an Advent too. So, I mean, Advent really is this underestimated, if not holiday or season, this mindset of that God comes to be with his people, Emmanuel, God with right. us. And, and why do we why do we have the, the purple or slash blue paraments is is it it reminds us it's a penitential season mm -hmm. we have to we have to remind ourselves the reason jesus had to come in the first place to save us from our sins yep that little baby in the manger grew up to die on the cross for the sins of the world and i know we all love that you know those little cards and pictures and jesus in the manger and all the little baby animals surrounding him and all that stuff it's a beautiful moment i mean i i feel warm and fuzzy too but i know as a as a child of God and a student of scripture, that the reason that child came to to, uh, to be born, God made man, is so that he could offer up his flesh and blood right. for the sins of the world, my sins. Yeah. There's the joy of it. Right. And, but and that takes you know, time. And the manger, we've kind of elevated this the, the idea of a manger as this 
you know, like this beautiful, like you said, this beautiful Christmas card kind of thing. But really, it's a lowly way Jesus mm-hmm. came into the world, and it's a lowly way he lived his life. I'm pretty sure that there was uh, an animal that took a big steamer 10 feet from him <laughs> when he was laying in that manger, and it didn't smell too good Oh, in there. I'm sure it wasn't. It a, probably smelled yeah. like Noah with the ark, you know, with all the animals in there. You so. know. <laughs> All the Hallmark cards, of course, sanitize all of that stuff. But yeah, you gotta. That was probably a foul place. It was not. The point was, the humble birth. There's no room in the inn, so he finds you know shelter here in this like many believe a grotto, kind of a carved out you know uh, enclave in a in a mountainside. Others describe it as kind of the lower dwelling of the household, where the animals were kept below. And then the family lived above, and I guess it kept everybody warm somehow. But wherever it was, wherever there's animals, it ain't going to be clean and pretty. Yeah. And neither neither was the cross. And I think there's the parallel, maybe that you know the manger scene was a little bit more visceral than we than we depict it, but it culminates with Jesus on the cross for the sins of the world. No. And that's why you need time. That's why you need time to prepare. Right. There's four candles for a reason. You have an Advent wreath, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people even have them at, at home. You know, the it's the it's the typically I mean, there's different ways people have done it through the years, uh, different colored candles. But typically you'll see the, the three purple and the one pink and then the mm-hmm. white one in the center, the Christ candle. It's kind of a uh, a Paschal candle is the scent. And, and you light one candle at a time. Each week and so you don't light all candles at, one, at once or you don't you just throw it out or, or the Advent wreath. Uh, or excuse me, the Advent um, calendar calendar mm-hmm. where you count, open you up countdown, you know, yeah. countdown and that's the whole point you're supposed to slow down the process maybe in a sense build up some sense of of excitement anticipation so that when it is christmas finally come we are prepared to celebrate it for what it truly is the birth of our right. savior and yeah. and uh last week's uh readings were uh, kind of kind of well let's back up a little, even a little bit more right before advent what are we talking about a couple of weeks before advent where we, and we, we, we kind of touched on it in our last podcast is, is the end, the end times, right? Is, is right. Jesus coming the judgment day coming at, at, coming to judge the living and the dead. Uh, but then last week, you know, for, uh, for advent, uh, we had, uh, uh, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your King is coming to you, righteous mm-hmm. and having salvation. Is he humble and mounted on a donkey? on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And that, we see that we was see that was the old testament. In. Yeah. That that was Zechariah, the old testament. Of, Zechariah nine, yeah. Well that, but I mean it's 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 uh, Isaiah uh two talked about the Zion of Christ coming up, the you know, the or not Christ, but this great peace that comes as God focused on his holy house, this Mount Zion, in which he will speak words of truth and he will uh, dispense justice. Well where is this peace? It's only understood through the coming of Christ and a reconciliation between God and man and also a victory over sin and death. There's where the peace that comes in. Because as we look at it, you know, we don't see peace on earth in a tangible way. We see wars and rumors of wars. Yeah. And the temple is not even still there. It was destroyed. So it's obviously not the building, but it's Christ himself. So there's, there's all this stuff that goes in to understanding and properly recognizing uh, Christmas for what it is. But without spending this time dwelling with, let's be honest here, maybe less than happy subject. I mean, what's to talk about Judgment Day 
you know, we're supposed to be baking Christmas cookies and making figgy pudding and shopping for presents. Oh. So that you little baby, that little baby who 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 came in Bethlehem is the same one who's going to come again, but he's not going to be a baby anymore. He's no. going to come in judgment, and unfortunately, the those that those that didn't receive him are are going to be taken away. Right. Um, and it's it's going to be a very happy day, but it's going to be a very sad day. Well, for those who who are prepared for yeah. it, that was that was the gospel. Uh, the alternate gospel from Palm Sunday text was uh, Jesus preaching on his coming again in comparing it to the days of Noah, where yeah. the people ignored his preaching and invitation to enter the ark and instead just went on, eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die, marrying and giving into marriage, and then it starts raining. Well, then it's too late. Yeah. You know, this is the time. So again, that uh, that aspect of preparation for right something big coming well yeah and that's what this is where the left behind crowd gets it wrong right because they 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 talk about this rapture but really what what jesus talks about is it's when he comes it's going to be like the days of noah where the god's elect are going to be sheltered it's not going to be in an ark this time but they're going to be sheltered and the others are going to be swept away well the ark is jesus that's the thing right he's he's the ark he's the one that we enter into uh, to find our our safety and rep, our, our, our refuge, and and actually Peter connects that whole dialogue mm-hmm. in his first epistle mm-hmm. exactly, exactly, you know. So that baptismal grace that carries us forward, you know, the guy talking about baptism, the the text coming up is John the Baptist. Yeah, always second Sunday of Advent, always John the Baptist, one of my favorite characters. I mean, second to Jesus. I mean, John was. This guy was hardcore. I oh, mean, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was like, he, "Hey, you know, this, was this like the prophets of old? Like they they didn't wait in so long. I mean, the prophets hadn't been on the scene for for no, such a four, long time. Four hundred years, years. There was this intertestamental right. silence of God from Malachi. Yeah, so they, didn't, they then, didn't know what a, they didn't know what a prophet looked like. You know, practically. And here, this guy, some wacky dude from the out living out in the desert, Eating camel hair, wild honey, and yeah, belt. locusts. He would look like a crazy man, I'm sure. If you had met John on the streets, yeah. you'd have run like, don't take my money, mister. <laughs> he was like a, he, he didn't pull the punches. I mean, he called out, uh, you know, Herod for his yeah. adultery uh, with his brother's wife. I mean, that, he lost his head for that one. His, he led yeah. to his demise, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I've got to respect the guy. And he, uh, it, it's, again, this is so so emblematic of what we're talking about of advent seeming so out of sync and out of step with the joy and happiness of christmas but yet he belongs i often said we ought to put john the baptist in the nativity set somewhere because he fits if again, uh, chronologically yeah, yeah. he doesn't i get that but you know as a preparation he is the prelude you know the voice of one calling out in the in the wilderness yeah. make straight the path listen to okay malachi 3 1 Behold, and this is, think about this as Jesus speaking this, right? Oh, Malachi 3.1. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Yeah. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. There you go. And that, that that's Advent, in a nutshell. Yeah. That's Advent. John, John the Baptist really, I mean, 
really uh, epitomizes it, but this sense of preparation and waiting. I mean, there's the coming, but there's also that sense of, of waiting that it's, it's not here yet. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to rush to, you know, the, the merriment because what we'll end up doing is we'll be gutting it. We'll be emptying the merriment of its true joy, which right. is again, the birth of a savior, not yeah. just like the cute little baby or Santa Claus right. or all the frosty, the snowman and all the other stuff that well, makes us feel warm and fuzzy. That's not the love we're right. talking about. Well, and you, you said it before. What, what did John come to do? Did he come to say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, that baby that was born, it's going to save you from your sin. No, he came basically to call people to repentance, right? To prepare. That's exactly his whole ministry, a baptism of repentance, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. That, that's John to a T. John, John's middle name could have been Advent. Could have been. I mean, it could have been. He probably dressed in blue. I don't know if the camel <laughs> hair comes in blue. <laughs> he but... dyed it. He painted it. <laughs> or dyed his hair blue. Um, yeah, he's the guy. And that's why I say, I, you know, and and I hate to say it, and, and maybe this is my negligence uh, pastorally, because you, you give in a little bit, I guess, to the, the, the will of your people. I, at least... I keep Advent, Advent up through John the Baptist. So the first and second. Sometimes, I mean, our our uh, Christmas tree is going in. It'll be up for the third Sunday of Advent. If I had my my, if, if it was a perfect world, I'd say let's put it up Christmas Eve. But you know, practically speaking, uh, nobody's going to do that. They're not going to give up that time with their family. Uh, for you know the Lord's family, uh, they got other plans. So we got to do that kind of stuff ahead of time. And I will say though, uh, of my current congregation, I give them uh, kudos that they do understand this more than some, where there's a slow buildup to the event of Christmas, and and it reflected in the decorations that go into the church. It doesn't all come out because we we want to get this all out of the way now, so that Christmas Eve and Christmas Day we can be home. And uh, not worshiping uh, at our at our Lord's house, we can be home and doing our our merriment. Um, it misses the point. So at, at least at least you know John the Baptist gives us these these two weeks. When when do you guys put your Christmas tree up? Can I ask? At home, I, I try to wait as long as possible. Last year we got it up on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I was happy, dude. <laughs> you are my you are my hero. I. <laughs> I, yeah, I, the neighbors don't like me because I don't put the Christmas lights on the house out until Christmas Eve either, and I leave them up way, way after they they already like taken them down. I leave them up till January sixth, and like they've already taken all theirs down after Christmas is over. After, well, well after December twenty fifth is over, so you get it. Um, I'll admit again, just because I've got kids that want to see that tree up and stuff, so we I, I try to hold off, and it's not up now. It's no. only December. Today is December first as we're recording. Um, it won't be up for a little bit, but you know, you, there is a certain joy and I guess this is that tension. Like I, I was making a kind of a halfway joke with my, uh, my, uh, anchor steam Christmas ale. Should I not be drinking this? Am I breaking? Simple? <laughs> I don't want to make people feel bad if they pull out, you know, their Christmas music and they start playing it now. That's not the point. We're not trying to make people feel bad, but we are trying to say, that there is a proper preparation and a countdown that necessarily the church knew what it was doing when mm-hmm. it instituted Advent just as Lent precedes Easter, Advent 
precedes Christmas, there is a necessary and a good reason for waiting a little bit, for not rushing in to yeah. the merriment. I even uh, I last year I taught and this year I I practiced fasting as part of my Advent gotcha. um, observation. And I mean, who the heck fasts on at Christmas time? This is the time for brownies and you know all these different kinds of pastries and things out there. This is not the time to fast. This is when you, you've got to make your New Year's resolution because you've been eating all month long. And I said to myself, you know, I'm really going to make an effort uh, to observe Advent in some of these more austere ways. And fasting is as basic as that gets in terms of a penitential. And I found it, I found it spiritually uh, rejuvenating, this sense mm. of denying oneself. Just Lent seems to lend itself to fasting. Advent seems to be the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. But uh, I I think it was uh, beneficial. I would throw it out there for people to kind of mix in. Maybe Wednesday, I'm sure your church has a midweek service of some kind. We do. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have Advent services. Yeah. There are not many that do. I mean, even Lutheran among us, they're just people aren't coming. So a lot of churches have just kind of given them, given them up. But we have our Wednesday service. And um, that's when I uh, add fasting to the mix. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a neat, a neat way of preparing uh, again for the feast that is to come. That's what Christmas is. It's that and Easter, the highest feast days of the church. Yes. So, yeah. We well, gotta, let me. I was gonna. I, I I was gonna ask you this question and see what you thought about it. So Jesus says a lot about staying awake for his second coming, right? Uh, you know, he he tells a parable about the 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 wise and the foolish virgins. He 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 talks about you know, uh, if if you knew what night the thief was coming, you you would stay you would have stayed away, right? right? right. So he he talks a lot about about being ready for his second coming, vigilant. Do do, do you think Israel was even remotely ready for his coming uh, in Bethlehem? I don't think they understood that, you know, the whole Micah passage and uh, where Herod even has to ask his wise men, hey, where is this king going to be born? And they at least know that much of the story. And then he sends out his assassins to kill all those little uh, boys there under two years of age. But I, I don't think they really were in the sense of, again, Messiah as being the king that would deliver an eternal peace. I think they were looking again for the warrior king, in a sense, that would rouse the Romans and restore prosperity. That's always been that's, yeah. They were looking for that's the, Israel's downfall. Yeah, they were looking for David. They were they were looking for the golden era again, much as they had experienced under David, because they never really did have honestly much peace after him. I mean, after him and Solomon, it was pretty much downhill. I mean, there might have right. been a few good kings along the way here and there, but Israel never again experienced the prosperity and the military uh, uh, security and prowess they did as they had under David. Yeah. That was it. That was the high point. Well, again, Jesus riding in on a donkey, right? Uh, right. Re reminiscent like of, David. Sol uh, of Solomon too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how he came in. Yeah. That's how a king did it. That was not, as it's wrongly understood, a, uh, you know, a gesture of humility but uh, it was definitely, hey, that's the how, that's how the king enters into the, the the holy city, the city of God, the Mount Zion. He comes in the back of the donkey, and the palm branches and all that stuff. So yeah, no, I don't think I don't think they did. 
they, 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 you know, and it's it's ironic that the the magi, who were not Jews, got, got it, it better. We're here to or you know, or at all. Where's you know? the king of the Jews? We got gold, frankincense, right. and And even the angels had to tell the shepherds right. where to go. Yeah. I think there was a messianic fervor going on uh, shortly, you know, as Jesus certainly matured into adulthood. I think there was some anticipation. I mean, because right away, when John starts preaching, are you him? Are you him? Are you the one we're waiting for? No, yeah. it's not me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm preparing. I'm not even worthy to stoop down and un- untie right. uh, this, the, the, you know, the, the laces the straps, of the sandals. Yeah. yeah. So I think there was some anticipation for Messiah, but the understanding of Messiah grossly misunderstood. And I think there's a real message here for the church is that, again, with Christmas, you know, we anticipate Christmas. I think even people will go so far some to say the birth of Jesus. You don't hear it maybe as much, but the birth of Jesus. I'm almost shy of calling it Jesus's birthday and more the incarnation of God, mm. God becoming man. Right, right. That's the real event. I mean, think of, it just boggles right. my mind when you just yeah. sit and dwell with that for a minute. Almighty, you know, ineffable, transcendent, eternal God becomes this little baby all the born fullness, of a virgin. All the fullness of God was pleased to well, dwell. Well, bodily. Amen. So, I mean, that is just mind-boggling. And But why? So that he would have flesh and mm. blood to offer. Right. So that he, he could... Right. Take our place under the law. And be a perfect sacrifice. You could do it perfectly. Right. Absolutely. That that and th- That is the only way you will ever truly celebrate Christmas, is if you understand that Jesus came to suffer, that God was made man to suffer and die for our sins, and to rise over death in his bodily resurrection. There's the joy. It's incarnation. So, yes, it's nativity. Yes, it's... it's um, you know, the, the baby laying in the manger, swaddling clothes, all of that. I get it. And I love that, too, and love those uh, carols that depict all of that. But really, I think John does does a good job with it in his gospel. Uh, you know, Mark doesn't even mention Christmas. He just gets right into John the Baptist and Jesus' baptism. Of course, Matthew and Luke is where we get all the Christmas narrative of, of what happened, uh, Luke in mm-hmm. particular. That's the go-to passage, right? You know, but um, John, uh, you know, just, hey, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word who is with God is God. Um, he is the light of the world. Um, he, he really, that's his Christmas passage. And so, under you perceive that light that shines in its glorious radiance much more as you've lingered a little bit and dwelt in the darkness. And I think that's Advent. You know, we. Or Israel, you know, we talked. You mentioned Israel, you know, the longing for. I mean, how long have they waited for the Messiah? I mean, that's all they talked about. If you read the Old Testament prophets, you know, Israel was waiting for their Messiah, their 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 God King uh, to come among them, and then he finally comes, and they don't they don't recognize him, and he and he has to lament right over Jerusalem because they they did not. Uh, see the hour of his visitation you know um, right they d- utterly missed it yeah they were the 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 fruitless fig tree that jesus then uh curses in holy week you know the tuesday i guess it was 
after his Palm Sunday uh, advent into Jerusalem. I love that word, that advent, you know, coming, mm-hmm. that Christ comes and uh, that he joins us and, and he's there. And that knowing that he's coming is, is I think, the whole point of advent is that it, it, gives, it gives us some sense of, of I got to get ready. You know, so you mentioned earlier about Christ's second and final advent, mm-hmm. that we have to be awake. Mm-hmm. But I think the other part of it is we have to be penitent. Is mm. that you know we need to re- that that's why the purple and the blue, right? Is, is that we 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 recognize our sin and that's why the advent of Christ was necessary in the first place. And and repentance means to change your mind or to change your direction. Yeah, about face. Yeah, go the other way. Yeah, right. So so, so you know so so for those who are listening that you know because repentance is a church word. So we want we want to basically kind of bring it down to to our vernacular today is 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 real life. Stop stop what you're doing. The things you're the things going that, the wrong way. Right. The things that bring you guilt, turn around and go the other way. Right. And in some aspect, that's what we're saying here uh, today is the way the world observes Christmas is frankly wrong. I mean, I swear you can go anywhere, brother. These days, the two, the two, probably the 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 two biggest holidays that are celebrated internationally, definitely Christmas, but ironically, the other one, Halloween. I mean, people around the world are starting to observe Halloween, but Christmas. You can go almost anywhere on planet Earth on December twenty fifth, or even before, and they're celebrating Christmas. And they're people orthodox, that, and it's March. People that don't even believe in <laughs> Jesus Christ at all. Have no yeah. concept of Bethlehem and the angels and the virgin birth. Not, they don't have a clue. They still celebrate Christmas. So something's very wrong. If we can yeah. celebrate Christ's mass, mass, that's where the word comes from, Christ. Right. If we can celebrate this day and not be at all mindful of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem yeah. by Mary to be the Savior of the world, something's very wrong right. about the world's understanding of Christmas. Well, and I think as time goes on, I mean, just like they changed BC before Christ to BCE before yeah, common the era. Yeah, common era. I think at some point they're gonna they're gonna change Christ Mass and make it something else, so yeah, it, it's not connected. And I say good. Yeah. You know, let the world uh, separate because all they're doing is confusing the true meaning. Let them call it something else. Yeah. Right. Let us let us retain. Please let us retain. The, the name yeah. Christmas, that belongs to the church, to the Christian Amen. people. Yes, let it be. Yeah. But I mean, this this idea that, you know, we're going in the wrong way, uh, it, it definitely is in the celebration of Christmas when it comes in July, when it's all about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, yeah. all of this stuff, you know, yeah. Now they, char- have, uh, they have, uh, what, the Saturday, right, uh, where you're supposed to buy... Uh, uh, from local vendors on Saturday. Uh, I forgot oh, what they the call small it. Business Saturday, so, small probably. business Saturday. Yeah. Like so now they, they keep adding stuff. And, 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 you know, now it's like Amazon now doesn't just have these uh, special days. Now they have them like peppered throughout the year. It's going to be pretty soon where it's just you're doing your Christmas shopping year round. It's true. Well, I mean, Charlie Brown, God bless Charles Schultz when he... <laughs> yeah pointed out the, the the detriment of commercializing Christmas. That's been, I, I mean, 
I've, I've, I've preached on that for years and we're all aware of that in, in many ways, but I think it's more, it's deeper than that. The problem, it's not just the commercialization, it's the cinema sentimentalizing of Christmas where we turn it into this warm, fuzzy moment and, and worse where the world will talk about peace and love. But if you don't talk about peace and love in the context of Jesus, the Prince of peace, God, who is love, you're talking about a counterfeit peace and love, but the world can't see that. They mm -hmm. define love and, and peace on earth in these ways that are, are again, just kind of saccharine and, mm -hmm. and, and sentimentalized. Um, well, love, love in this world is self-serving, and yeah. it's, it's not sacrificial at all. Uh, they, they may think it's sacrificial, but right. it really is self-serving. I mean, I know we sound like a bunch of Scrooges here, I guess, because like, who doesn't want a little uh, goodwill towards men and uh, getting along together? But as much as I like uh, the other one, the other Christmas story that I'm thinking about, you know, the, how the Grinch told Christmas and, and um, uh, Dr. Seuss's take on that, you know, that that's in a sense a very it's – it's a beautiful message, but it's a very in – a, in a subtle sense, a secular one, where at the end, the big crescendo is – that okay, it's not about buying packages. They got that part right, but it's just like this light that shines, and everybody grabs hands and sings a happy oh, song, yeah. and oh, we're all getting along, we're all happy together. But it's 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 ambiguous. What is that light? Why is that light so compelling? Why does it bring us? What, yeah. Why does why does Christmas mean a little bit more? Right. It's undefined, and see. That's we we have to say, hey, that light is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one shining. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's the reason we can join hands together and in spite of our, our differences, we can find some commonality as the as the family of, of man. It's because of Jesus, you guys. Hey, it's his birthday. It's God becoming man. It's not just this kind of right. homogenized generic thing called love where we all get really kind of, you know, uh we we make a special effort this time of year to be maybe a little nicer. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. we don't want that cold in our in our stocking. Maybe I don't yeah. know. But it's it's again it's it, it sounds good, and that's where the devil is good. And I know we sound yeah. so well, so sheep. It's so Scrooge like. But it's it's not just it's it's not undefined. No, it's we're Jesus. we're really talking about reversals here, and the great reversal is is that on Jesus's birthday, does he get any gifts? Or do mm. we get the gift? He is the gift. It's a great reversal. Amen. It's, he he comes he comes humbly. He comes lowly, and he is here to bring mankind the greatest gift of all in himself. And, yes, yes, and so I, that's what the world doesn't understand, and why we need, I think, to observe Advent to kind of slap us literally across the face a little bit and say. Wake up. It's not about all this other stuff. You're being distracted from the true meaning and message of this beautiful, this beautiful uh, holy day of the event of God becoming man. Let's dwell a little bit quietly and somberly in, in the reality of our sin and the promise of God from Eden that mm -hmm. he would send one day the son born of the woman that would crush Satan's head, destroy his power over us, and open the way back into the into the garden, and that we might partake of the tree of life again. Let let's remember that, and we need to spend some time right. with it. We need to right. dwell with that a little bit, and not rush into all the festivity. There's some beautiful Advent hymns though too. I mean, among oh, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. 
Well, that and the people in darkness sat. The yeah. people mm-hmm. who in darkness sat a wondrous light have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hark the glad sound, the Savior comes, the Savior promised long. So, I mean, there's some beautiful hymns of themselves. And I really, 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 really try to hold back on uh, putting Christmas music in during Advent. Oh, yeah. Advent has beautiful hymns. Beautiful. I mean, Professor Roining would be rolling over in his grave, for one thing, but <laughs> who taught us, <laughs> young seminarians, no Christmas music during Advent. Let Advent be Advent. I mean, there's that. I've been, I've been taught well. But I think I've come to realize the wisdom of curtailing and reining in that temptation to rush in with the world and celebrate love before we've really let it kind of percolate a little while and really understand how deep that love is that god sent his only begotten son into the world that it's totally sacrificial it's totally on our behalf and um he you know jesus he didn't get he did he didn't get anything out of it in terms of uh in terms of uh his physical life on earth but what he got was us. He rescued us from Satan. He, he, he was the stronger man who bound the strong man and plundered his house. He must like us. (laughs) Well, I think, I think as a, you know, Jesus must really like us. He must love us. Well, he, you know what? He was redeeming what was lost. Yeah. Yep. Lost. Yeah. Redemption, buying back what, what, what had been lost. And that's this great God and savior of ours. And you see that interaction of the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I think, in Christmas. Yeah, the yeah. Father sends the Son, the Son who becomes man. I mean, the Father doesn't become man. The Holy Spirit doesn't become incarnate. Only God the Son. And then the Holy Spirit who testifies to this and makes sure that we know and believe it. So yeah. maybe maybe it's the Holy Spirit's work, Advent, because there's no, there's really no, at this point in human history, there's no reason anymore for Advent. I'm surprised in a sense that it survived, and it's only because knuckleheads like us keep talking about well, it. If we were doing like a Jay Leno man on the street, and we were walking around um, and yeah. this time of year, putting a microphone in people's places and asking them, "What is ad? What is Advent? What is the season of Advent?" Yeah, I think we would probably only get maybe one person out of fifty who could maybe even answer that question. Even people who are in the church, um, I don't think you know observe it in any kind of uh, uh, observable way. Maybe they go to Trader Joe's and buy the dog treat advent candle, <laughs> or, or excuse me, advent, I keep saying candle, calendar. They, uh, you know, the, because they, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. If they shop at Trader Joe's, they may know what it is. Maybe, maybe they have at least heard the word mm-hmm. advent, but have no idea that it's a four-week preparation yeah. for Christmas. So we have our work cut out for us. And that's what we keep talking about it. You had said, you know, we've talked about this before, but I, every year, I think we should, because I think nobody else is, or few other people really are talking about the, well, the necessity as well as the validity of Advent is a necessary preparation for Christmas. It's almost, to me, it's become, you know, unthinkable uh, to have Christmas in a way, almost, I mean, Lent is far and away. I mean, people have heard of Lent. You don't even have to be, you know, Roman Catholic and eat fish on Fridays to have heard of Lent. But Advent, again, like you've said, it's like, what? What's that? But I, I think it deserves the same kind of recognition as Lent into Easter because Christmas, but let's be honest, uh, Christmas outshines Easter far and away 
as as an international holiday and all of that goes into it. So I think maybe all the more reason we need to talk about Advent so that we really remember why Christmas is such a joyful celebration and it's that penitential right. time, it's that blue well, time. Right, and if we think about um, what the connection is between, because we talk Advent, we've talked about this, but Jesus coming in the manger and then Jesus coming at the end of time, the connections there, I mean, I, I can't help but believe that it had been such a long time that the seed from Adam all the way down, right, right. to to Mary, that was a long time in coming. Yeah. Right. And, really and, and and we have people saying, where where is this coming? I mean, they don't believe in Jesus because he said he was coming and he's not coming. Right. Even in in even in uh, early church, they worried that they were left out because where is this coming? But right. we have to, you know, we have to think a little while is not the same thing to us as it is to God. That's a good point you're raising here is is that is the the third well the third of the of the advent theme of coming and advents Christ who came in Bethlehem Christ who comes presently in word and sacrament Christ who comes finally at the end of time the judgment day but that is part of the conversation we are having in the church we certainly did last sunday with um the alternate reading for the palm sunday text is Jesus preaching about his coming again mm-hmm. like a thief in the night comparing it to the days of noah as we said so again, why why are those texts a part of this time of year? Mm-hmm. Well, for the very very necessary reason that the Savior who was born, who was crucified, who was risen, who now ascended and reigns in glory, is coming back again. And that part that's part of the whole Christmas story is mm-hmm. that Jesus died and rose. He was born to die and rise, so right. that we can be in heaven forever. Right. And He's going to come back and take us there. And there's 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 still more to come. There's still a fulfillment. Absolutely. To come. Yeah. Uh, and and you know and and just and uh, uh, just for as we I wait. And just as I said, the the people of the Old Testament were waiting for the Messiah, and 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 we of the New Testament, we've seen the Messiah, and we're waiting for His second coming. Just right. you know, in the same way that that Israel was waiting for the Messiah to come. Um, there is going to be the unbelievers who, uh, who basically are going to be. They're going. They, they didn't recognize this coming. They didn't recognize right. this coming in Bethlehem, and they're not going to. They they don't recognize that he's coming again. And, because they don't um, even recognize Christmas. That's what right. we're saying. They don't even. They don't even get Christmas. So why are they going to get the message of a savior when Christmas is some kind of you know, uh, this this unidentified, you know, vague concept of love. No, it has a name, Jesus, who is the Christ, the one promised of old that has now come and is coming back again. And in a way, Advent, I think, really defines the whole of Christian discipleship, because in the sense of the, you know, the, the, uh, the parousia, the coming of Christ, the, uh, you know, the eschatology of the church, is that we are always in a perpetual state, in a sense now, of, of Advent, of waiting. Yeah. And I think that's that aspect that I think is also good to remind us as we proceed to, the, in a sense, the beginning with Christ's first Advent in Bethlehem. We are constantly being reminded that, hey, remember now, there is more to this story than that he just came in Bethlehem. He's coming back again, having conquered sin and death, as you said, not in the manger, but the valiant 
warrior on the steed with sword drawn, eyes of fire. Jesus comes as King of kings and Lord of lords. So we're waiting for that. So in a sense, all of the Christian life is an advent. We are in a, in a state of penitential, and baptismal waiting. grace and mm-hmm. waiting. Yes, you know? yes, that's a good point. So it really, really is good a good, point. It is, it, 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 I mean, it's just, a, it's a beautiful season. It, it's, I'm glad there are those of us that still try to honor it and, and keep it uh, as, as complete as we can, even though we're kind of probably shaving at least one Sunday, if not two Sundays, um, uh, out of it. Um, I mean, I'm sure we still observe, you know, the, 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 uh, the text I do, but I mean, yeah, okay, well, we see a Christmas tree in and maybe a few Christmas carols sneak into the Sunday worship. But outside of that, it's still that sense of, of awe and waiting that the King is coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's worth, I think that's worth preserving. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I know many churches uh, that are not uh, part of our denomination, uh, many non-denominational churches, they, on Christmas Day, that a lot of them don't even talk about, they don't even talk about Christ in the is major. That right. Wow. How can you not? What What else is there to talk about? Uh, to them, it's just another Sunday. Huh. And, wow. You know, Actually, it, it, you know, it falls, Christmas falls on a Sunday. Uh, this year, 2022. Well, maybe they, um, maybe, maybe they'll be different <laughs> this year, and God willing, yeah. they'll, they'll hear the story of, of uh, God becoming man. I uh, sure hope so. What's the point? Otherwise, I mean, that's what I'm, I guess, in a sense, what we are also talking about. How can you celebrate Christmas without talking about Jesus, the Christ, the one promised of old that finally has come? And yeah. comes again to uh, re- re- you know to receive his church and in the kingdom yeah. of heaven. Amen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's leave it. Hey, I got I got three Revelation verses that I think. Shoot, we'll, brother. We'll, we'll, okay. That's a good note to close on. Revelation twenty two seven and behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Revelation twenty two twelve. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to pay each one for what he has done and revelation 22 20 he who testifies to these things says surely i am coming soon amen come lord jesus amen to that there you go that's that's advent yeah that's advent too that's 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 a whole bundle of hope oh yeah absolutely because we know that the christ who came in bethlehem who grew as uh, our savior crucified and risen is the victorious king who comes back and yeah. will receive us into his eternal kingdom yeah. of heaven. This, that's this Christmas. Same, yeah. that's, this how, same, that's how you celebrate Christmas. The same baby Jesus uh, is the, the same one who still who, who reigns at God's right hand and uh, will come again yeah. to, to take us with him. Those who, those who believe. And so, hey, out there, podcast land, uh, repent and believe the good news. Don't wait till you get rained on. It's time to get into the ark. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Well, Pastor, I think we'll leave it there. It was a, yeah, nice talking to you about this again. brother. Yeah, it's a good topic. And uh, we'll be back uh, again soon. Hopefully, uh, we'll, maybe what, post-Christmas, you think? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll still be in the we'll still be in the twelve days, hopefully, of Christmas. It could be. I mean, I don't know how the might uh, be January. Might be how the festivities unfold and stuff. We might be a little bit after Epiphany, but we can maybe still talk about those wise men. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Always a good topic. 
Never right, run brother. out of things to talk to you, brother. I love you. Love you too. All right. Take care until we meet again.